Okay, we're live, finally. <laughs> yeah, all right, sorry everybody, we had some major technical difficulties getting on today, but we made it. That's a little grainy, but we're here. <laughs> there we go. So today what we're gonna talk about is just student life at GCA, extracurriculars, what that looks like, but I'd love to start just hearing a little bit from you, how long you've been at GCA, what positions have you held, and what are you doing now? Okay. Well, hello, everyone. Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm Pat Johnson, and I am the Student Services Coordinator. Um, I am in my, I'm just finishing up actually my 10th school year at GCA. So um, I've been around a few years. Uh, I actually used to have Katrina as a student um, and yep. both <laughs> a student council advisor to her as well. So um, I'm super excited um, to still be at GCA. Um, God's hand was in the midst of me getting there, um, literally spoke to me while I was doing dishes one night and said, what if GCA offers you a job? And I'm like, Lord, you are going to have to take care of that drive because I don't want that drive. And the <laughs> next day, the next day I got called and said, Hey, Mrs. Johnson, are you interested in a job? I'm like, okay, wow. I guess I'm a Christian. So true story, true story. That's so awesome. I haven't um, heard that story. <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have every year been 100% confident that I was going to come back to GCA. And so I've enjoyed 10 wonderful years at GCA. Um, most of the time I have been at GCA, I have been a full-time teacher. Um, this is the first year that I'm not a full-time teacher. So I started teaching history and um, led into some business classes and took over the yearbook. And um, I have been the student council advisor and lots of different hats. So this mm -hmm. year, stepping into the new role of student services coordinator, I am still teaching two classes, a yearbook class, and then I split my time between one semester of career exploration and one semester of personal finance. So that was a hybrid class this year, um, partly online and partly in the class. Mm -hmm. And so that was something new this year that we decided to do with the um, trying to get Ignitia off the ground and also free up my time a little bit as well. So um, I enjoy being in the classroom. Like my first passion probably is in the classroom, making relationships mm -hmm. with students. But that passion to build relationships with students um, is what has motivated me to accept the student services coordinator position. And what I do is a really a lot of behind the scenes things. Um, I do meet one-on-one -on -one, um, or virtually one-on-one -on -one with um, students as we've had to do this year. Um, about their scheduling and about their high school career at GCA. What are they going to take for classwork? What are they going to do for extracurricular activities? What are they going to do for clubs? What are they interested in when they uh, walk out of GCA with a diploma? Um, and so going from there and, and just really looking at those um, opportunities. And uh, then going from the place and position where we are saying, um, you know, what do you want to be after? as a career and how can we help you prepare best for that? How can we put you in a position that you've taken the right elective classes or you've taken the right uh, you know, types of courses that will prepare you to be ready for college in that particular field? Great, that's a lot. I think your video hopped off here, but I can still hear you. So okay. <laughs> maybe somebody comment, let us know if you can still hear both of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as long as we can hear you, that's good. Yep. So that's great. That is, that's a lot. Um, what's the most exciting thing to you about this position? Um, 
I think the most important or exciting thing for me is just being able to sit and listen to the students and see what their uh, position, you know, what they're looking for in the future, what they're hoping to be. Um, also looking at it from a standpoint of um, helping them make decisions, giving them re um, resources, encouraging them to take spiritual gift assessments and encouraging them to take aptitude tests and things like that, that will really help them understand the gifts that God has given them and then leading them and guiding them and, and, and sending information to their parents and, and helping them really walk through the, and navigate that time of um, what do I want to do with my future? And so it's, it's really exciting to get to see the students grow in their understanding of how God has created them. And, and I've been a youth leader since 1998 with my churches that we've been involved in things. And so Teens are my passion from a standpoint of like when the light bulb turns on, it's like <gasps> they they finally, you know, they yeah. finally get it. And and leading them and understanding how God's created them and, and how they're each unique and they don't have to follow the exact same path of someone else. Um, helping them even ask those tough questions like, um, yes, I believe in God and I want his plan, but I want to do this. And really just having some of those tough conversations of like, you know, I want God's plan, but this is really what I want to do. And this is what I think. And so pray and, and walk through those tough questions and wrestle with the Lord. And that's okay to do that. Um, but really looking at it from a standpoint of how can, how can I just give information? How can I, you know, give them the tools to be able to, um, land on the career or land on the college or land on the, um, you know, the, the community college or, or a local college or something like that, that, that God has them for maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe the entire career of their college years. Yeah, that's great. So you mentioned earlier that you're also in charge of the yearbook staff. Just out of curiosity, what does that look like this year? Since so many things were canceled when we weren't in school. Yeah, we have um, we have 14 pages in the yearbook that we had to figure out plan B and plan mm -hmm. C and plan D. Yeah. Um, so um, we had 14 pages, the spring um, events, pretty much uh, those pages, all spring sports, spring events, prom. Um, at this point, we're not sure when graduation is going to be, um, those kinds of things. I reach, mm -hmm. which is our community service day, um, those kinds of things. We just kind of had to figure out, okay, how can we fill them? And how can we get pictures because we can't see each other? And how can we communicate to our families and um, at GCA and say, we would love to have your stay at home pictures and, you know, we'll do something fun and different. So there's going to be those 14 pages. Um, most of them will be filled and a couple of them we're going to drop just because it's, you know, foolish to put something in there just for the sake of putting something in there. Um, yeah. We're going to fill those things with um, items that have happened during the quarantine. And uh, really, it's going to be less wordy. There aren't going to be a lot of stories um, on those particular pages. They're really just going to be memories. This is what we did. You know, this is what we did during the coronavirus. And and these are the things that we did different. Like, for example, prom, the prom pages are now being called the at-home, stay-at-home quarantine dress toss pages so um because we've done you know parents have done a variety of different things to help their students have those activities that they're missing and so we're trying to honor our parents and and do those kinds of things probably the funnest week we did was the one that you coordinated was getting the information out to our parents that we were doing virtual spirit week and those were awesome mm -hmm. pictures so we'll include a spread with the virtual spirit week um just because it's fun and and it's a memory of what we've done at gca this year and, and finishing the year a little different 
different than we expected. So uh, our yearbook staff, though, they have been troopers. I have five seniors, one junior and one sophomore, and they have continued to work very, very hard. Um, I have several of them that are even continuing now that school is done. We're not done with the yearbook per se. And so um, there are several of them that have said, Mrs. Johnson, use me as long as you need me. And so uh, we will, <laughs> we will <That's> great. <laughs> be getting finished and things. So we, I told him, I said, you know, take the weekend off and probably even this week, we're going to take off just so that I can finalize grades and do the student things that I need to do. And I said, and then let's start back in June and let's see where we're at. What do we need to finalize? Mm -hmm. And let's really do some, some deep review. And then ultimately uh, there's always an official at the school takes a look at the yearbook in the end. Um, the, over the last several years, it's been Mrs. Gehring and she just, you know, looks in and sees that we've dotted all of our I's and crossed our T's and spelled names right and identified people correctly. And, and it just, yeah. that it, we are presenting the GCA flair, uh, the GCA biblical worldview and, and the GCA mindset of, we love our kids. We love our families and we love our students. So, um, we're excited, but it's, you know, it's probably six weeks before we're ready to completely submit it at least. So. Yeah, that's great. You guys really have done a great job and I've been impressed how invested the kids have been until the end. I've gotten emails from several of them asking for, pictures and the virtual yeah. spirit week and stuff they've been doing great yeah i'm very proud of them they have worked their tails off like they you know and that's the that's the neat thing and you know if i could put a public plug in there for anybody that's ever interested in yearbook just because it is something you have to be invested in it is a full year sport <laughs> you know it's kind of like i've yeah. said that with student council also it's a full year sport you know you're dedicated and it's it's a commitment all year long it's not just a season and so it's it's really helpful if you're passionate about design or if you're passionate about mm -hmm. taking pictures or recording history or really just sharing the the student life of GCA um, that's really what the yearbook does it tells that story and it becomes a history book for us also um, it records a lot of details and lots of um, stats and and who the captains were of teams and and who scored a thousand points that year and and all of those things that in 10 years will kind of be muddied memories and, mm -hmm. and yet there's now something in print and we can go back and look in 10 years okay 10 years ago what happened you know <laughs> so um, it's, it's really great um, one interesting fact is since um, the last couple of three weeks of school I've been a part of a blog where um, ACSI which is the Association of Christian Schools International um, sends out a weekly blog and has lots of questions where Christian schools get together and they can they can collaborate about ideas and problems that they're mm -hmm. having or things like that. Um, one of the threads that I have been following is specifically about yearbook and the number of replies on this thread has been just amazing that there are so many Christian schools across the world, because ACSI is just not the United States, it's around the world. And how many Christian schools really are debating, you know, do we keep the yearbook? Do we not? Does it pay for itself? Does it not? Does it really have value? Mm -hmm. Does it not? Because we're living in such a digital world. And does the printed book really make a difference? And 9.9 .9 out of 10 people that reply are saying, everything I just said. It is a history book. It is a memory book. It is a way to capture the year in review. Please don't ever consider canceling it. And so it's, it's mm -hmm. one of those things that, um, you know, I still look back on my yearbooks, you know, and, um, just, yeah. you know, once a year, twice a year, maybe, or something like that, but the money that's invested in it is far worth the, you know, the memories that are captured in it. So. 
Definitely. And I mean, same thing. I pull out my mom's and we look at her sometimes. So Absolutely, yeah. I think it's definitely a valuable thing to have. And thanks for all the work you guys are doing. And I know it got a little crazy, getting crazy at the end here. It did. Yes. <laughs> Great. So kind of moving on talking about the student experience at GCA, what do you think are the key parts? Um, you know, I'm going to steal, uh, a quote from Mrs. Haga. And mm -hmm. on the night of the freshman transition meeting, um, she reminded the freshman class of this. And I've heard her say this before. So this is not the first time I've heard her say it. But um, one thing that she said is have no regrets. And I am loving that ideology because it's the idea of when you become a freshman, mm -hmm. you have a you have a clean slate, you have a clean canvas. There's nothing that I mean, you're starting everything new. You're unless you took a high school course in middle school, you're starting your GPA. You're starting mm -hmm. sometimes even your sports career. Maybe you weren't involved in middle school or the the sport that you were interested in didn't happen in middle school. And so it didn't start until you became a freshman. So you're you're starting with a clean slate, with a, a brand new fresh canvas, and and you get to fill that canvas in um, with the activities that you choose and talking with your parents and, and getting involved as God would have you be involved. And so it's, it's so much fun to, to have that mentality of have no regrets, try something fun, try something new, try something you're interested in. And um, so the student experience at GCA is really the opportunity to just try something new. Um, you have the opportunity with clubs and you have the opportunity with, um, with academics and you have the opportunity specifically with like elective classes and things like that, where mm -hmm. you, you can choose to learn something new that you've never really been taught. Um, you know, one of the, one of the classes that comes to mind is like a career exploration class. And so no one's ever had that per se in elementary or middle school specifically. And so they get to get the opportunity to do things that are going to think about your future, but also there are other fun classes like Italian class. And a lot mm -hmm. of people, when they hear about Italian class, they think that it's a language class. Well, yes, it is a language class, but it also has culture and it also has history. And it also has just helping you become a more rounded adult. And um, there are other classes, you know, um, we think about the upper level classes, the, the anatomy and physiology and physics. We think about history. We have the option of regular history now, but we also have the option of AP history. And so how deep do you want to study these subjects and, and how much more you can learn? But aside from the academics part of it, you know, there are dances and there are winter parties and there are Veterans Day uh, assemblies to be a part of. And there are uh, other things like um, student council events, the dodgeball tournament that unfortunately was canceled this year because of coronavirus, but, um, there yeah. are fun things, sporting events that they can attend there. Normally there are three seasons packed full of sporting events that they could go to, um, whether they go to the fifth street gym during basketball season, or they go to the Brindu, um, lawn across the road from the school <laughs> they go to Evans um, and under the Friday night lights, you know, for soccer games, um, or if they get to travel and go to track meets at other locations with, with uh, facilities that are much more grandiose than, than GCA currently has available. Like there are so many opportunities for students to be involved. Um, we also have really awesome things like student led Bible studies, student led, um, mm -hmm activities that are just like 
like service projects. Like I, you know, my, my church is going to uh, Haiti and we're trying to collect, uh, you know, bags of food or money for, to purchase bags of food or something like that. Um, or, um, you know, my parents are foster parents and I'd really like to help this, you know, this organization that helps foster parents. Like there's so many opportunities for students to be leaders in that respect where they, um, you know, they, they're not necessarily always a GCA prompted thing. It's oftentimes our service projects are student prompted. And so there are just so many opportunities for the students to be involved. And, yeah. and um, I, when I was listening to one of the other interviews, I heard someone say the statistic was like the majority, if not all of our high school is involved in something. And that is so very true from, from math club to student council, to NHS, to Spanish club or science club or the drama department. Um, you know, there's so many different opportunities for students to be involved in. And, and it's uh, that really encapsulates the, the student experience at GCA have no regrets, get involved, um, mm -hmm. find something that you like and you're passionate about and fun and enjoyable and, and do it. Yeah, I would say that our student body definitely is really involved. And something I love about what you just said is that a lot of those kind of service projects or things that just kind of happen in the year really do come from the students and they take the initiative. And they also feel that GCA is an appropriate place to bring that. And I think that just really speaks to our mission. You know, we're trying to prepare servant leaders for Christ. And you really see that once they're, especially when they're getting to the high school level. And actually, even I know there's an elementary student, I think, this year that has made a ton of masks for COVID-19 people at hospitals and stuff. They just, they're taking the initiative there. That's just instilled in them. And I think that's great and very encouraging, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've touched a little bit on some clubs and stuff that we have. What kind of student leadership opportunities do we offer? Um, some of the things that I just mentioned, those, you know, going and saying this is an idea I have, whether it's masks or I think of um, the No Shave November. Um, that was originally uh, just a, a student led thing where, you know, some high school boys didn't want to shave, but they found a really good cause in the process. They, mm -hmm. they wanted to, um, you know, they were challenged with the idea that, well, okay, if you don't want to shave and you want to pay for it, what are you going to do with the money? You know? And mm -hmm. so they really, they took the initiative to then to find, um, I, I think the very first year they found families that needed help at like, cause it was about Thanksgiving time and things, and they needed some help with Christmas gifts and things. And so they were able to donate mm -hmm. that money. Um, since then, uh, the student, the high school student council has taken on and continued that, um, I guess, tradition for lack of better words. And in the process, even kind of revamped it a little bit and, and switched it up to no shave, no shiver November. So we didn't exclude, exclude the ladies. And, there um, you go. <laughs> and so we, um, if the students choose to donate, um, you know, the money that's asked for, then they get to either not shave during November or they get to wear a sweatshirt, um, any GCA sweatshirt during the month of November in the school building on, you know, your Monday through Thursday, normal mm -hmm. dress days or normal uniform days. And so, mm -hmm. um, but that money, that specific fundraiser, so to speak, that money is donated every year. It doesn't stay within the student council. It doesn't stay within the student body. Um, it's usually donated um, either to a hurricane relief or tornado relief or something that has, you know, some tragedy that unfortunately has unfolded usually in the fall. Mm -hmm. um, we find something that maybe Spring Hills is partnered with, or um, one of the, you know, one of the students in the school, their family is, or their church family is taking a mission trip somewhere. So we always be sure we're always, you know, in, 
the position where we donate that money back. But those are leadership roles for our students. Um, they have the opportunity to be leaders. You know, they can volunteer in the concession stand. Um, some people may say volunteering in this concession stand doesn't really give you leadership. Well, yes, it does. It gives you the responsibility of managing money and doing math on the spot mm -hmm. and making sure that you're counting back the money properly and having integrity. And that's, you know, that's being a leader. That's, that's being there and wanting to help because they don't get paid for it. You know, it's, it's not something yeah. that, you know, there's not a, a dollar motivation for them to get involved. Um, but they can also be, uh, they can be managers on sports teams and, and they can, Sometimes um, students are even used to be line judges, like specifically for volleyball or timers for the, the track team and things like that. So there's mm -hmm. there's lots of ways that the students really can get involved in leadership. Um, we also have specific days that we do send some of our student leaders that are already in those positions um, mm -hmm. to a leadership conference or um, this year, unfortunately, um, it was canceled, but we were supposed to uh, take part of our high school um, student body to go and see gold medalist swimmer Michael Phelps and oh. that was canceled because of coronavirus and that was supposed to happen in May and so not only are we offering the opportunity for them to be in a safe environment at GCA and develop their leadership abilities um, we're giving them then outside opportunities leadership conferences at Cedarville or leadership conferences at COTC and Newark or OSU Newark um, those kinds of different places but then also um, the the book speaker uh, series that we were supposed to attend this spring as well with Michael Phelps. And so it's, it's those kinds of things that we're just, we're giving the students a safe environment to find out what abilities they have and, and, and help foster and grow and promote those abilities and, and give them the opportunity that someone's right close if they see them veering off the path <laughs> and we can kind of bring yeah. them back on the path, you know? And so they're in a safe environment to make a mistake and not be chastised so greatly, but they're learning through the process as well. Um, you know, being uh, committee leaders in all of our clubs, we have either a council or council officers or something like that. And so there are leadership roles there where students can continue to grow their abilities and, and, and the, advisor or the uh, council that they're a part of continues to find, you know, fine tune those abilities, those leadership's qualities and things. So it's, it's, mm -hmm. there's lots of places for them to get involved and, and really to grow in leadership. And, and another wonderful places is, is the Bible studies. I know I keep kind of keep plugging that, but you know, we've had, they're, great, um, though, yeah. they're wonderful. And, and the students do those 100% on their own. Um, just for accountability, we, uh, we meet the, excuse me, the students meet in a classroom mm -hmm. that the teacher is in, but the teacher's not leading the discussion. The teacher's not leading the conversation. And oftentimes they're grading or doing something different. They're not necessarily, yeah. um, you know, participating in any shape, form or fashion other than just for accountability. Um, but, you know, they, they really get into some wonderful conversations and discussions about the Bible. And it could be topical. It could be a book of the Bible or something like that. But um, we always are looking for students that are willing to do that as well. Um, I'm sure that's really encouraging to hear, too, as the staff member in the room. That's probably yeah. Oh, kind of my experience. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yes. Um, one additional thing that comes to mind also is our student mm -hmm. ambassador program. And um, if you've watched the video for um, the tour, uh, 
Katrina's little sister, Libby Nadal, yep. and she's one of our <laughs> student ambassadors. And we have um, sixth grade through 12th grade student ambassadors. And we're always looking for students that are um, willing to, to share about GCA and take perspective, prospective families, um, you know, and guide them on a, on a specific tour that shows them who GCA is and the DNA of who we are. And, and that's another leadership role that, that gives you skills of public speaking and thinking quick on your feet and asking questions mm-hmm. in a, you know, ah, I wasn't expecting you to ask me that question. Let me think about yeah. that <laughs> environment. And so it's, it's one of those things that again, another way, and, and we start that really young. Um, we also have, as I mentioned, the clubs, middle school and high school student council. Uh, we have national honor society. National honor society is one of those things where um, you have to qualify to be in the club, but then mm-hmm. within the club, there are committee responsibilities and leadership roles that you can participate in there as well. Um, but on our sports activities, all of our sports teams have captains. And so those are typically, you know, recommended by the coaches and or voted on by the, their, their co-teammates. And so those are leadership roles. Um, the students really have to, you know, be able to motivate people and, and encourage people and, and not get frustrated, um, you know, and show yeah. their, you know, yuckiness and stuff, you know. And so it's, that's another opportunity for our student leaders as well for, for them to develop their leadership skills. Yeah, I, that was great. I think when I was originally kind of thinking of this question and asking it, I probably was thinking most traditionally, like student council, National Honor Society, but it's a great point that really in any interest area, a student can have a leadership role there. So a ton of flexibility, just like you said, you know, sports, concession stands, they can go student council and National Honor Society can be kind of hyper involved or just kind of all those venues, drama club. There's so many places for them, not just to get involved, but to have leadership roles and to be held accountable by staff members and kind of guided through that. Absolutely. And one one club I would be remiss to if I didn't mention is Spanish club. And that is one club that really their presence has increased tremendously over the last two or three years. Mrs. Vargas has done a great job of making Spanish club meetings more than just let's have lunch together. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. They're incorporating, let's learn something about the Spanish speaking countries around the world that a lot of times because Spanish class is a language class, they're certainly Mm -hmm. able to teach about culture and teach about geography, but their emphasis is not that. Their emphasis is the language in the academics part. So through those club um, meetings, they're able to emphasize then that culture and emphasize the geography. Additionally, the Spanish club has also stepped up and they are doing a service project one or two a year now. And so those are, those are again, opportunities for students to step in and be a leader. Um, You know, whether they find the location that they need to, you know, that they end up going to serve at, or if they help coordinate transportation or if they help coordinate, uh, you know, volunteers or something like that, then those are leadership roles as well. That's great. I think also to kind of that emphasis on culture then just is going to give the students a deeper appreciation of the language because the more you kind of know about the culture that the language is associated with. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yep. It's more motivating even. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned service several times. Can you tell us a little bit about some of our service projects that we do? Thinking of one in particular that you are very involved in, but you can list as many as you want. <laughs> Yes. Well, Katrina is referring to iReach and gosh, that is my heartbeat when it comes to, um, when it comes to being 
in a Christian ministry service is my heartbeat. Um, what can I do? Um, I'm that person. I'm a doer. Um, you know, I'm like, give me a task and let me get started with something. And so I reach is our community service day for our sixth through 12th grade students. And we have parents that volunteer K through 12, um, you know, cause we have this little thing, service requirement hours and things like that. And so in order to um, fulfill their hours, sometimes elementary parents will come and even help and, and not um, necessarily uh, have a student involved in the, in the actual day of service, but they'll come and help us. And then they fall in love with it. And then they're a lifetime volunteer for Irene. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, but I reach, uh, we reach Licking County. Uh, we do service projects when it comes to, uh, at homes and at civic organizations and at a lot of different locations that, uh, we don't necessarily have the opportunity to, um, go in lots of, um, you know, we would, we would go and say, help paint someplace or help, um, do something that is just an organizational type of, uh, activity. And so we have, we have lots of opportunities through iReach and it's, it's, it's amazingly a day that our community works well together. And so it's where we just take ourselves out of the day and we just do what God needs us to do. And so that's the, that's the awesome and amazing opportunity that we have through iReach. And we do have other service opportunities. Like I mentioned with Spanish club, um, there are other organizations like the national honor society that also does the Thanksgiving day baskets. And really that is a K-12 event for our students, yeah. the service projects for, for the baskets. They, they, the elementary helps pray over them and helps pack them. And the middle school helps pack them and decorate them and fill them and things. And then um, we have the high school students then and their parents um, and, and middle school parents as well. They um, take the baskets and deliver them and things like that. So uh, we have the opportunity to be very involved K-12 uh, through the through the Thanksgiving Day baskets. Um, other service opportunities, again, are really student-led. Um, sometimes we have weekend projects that maybe the whole school doesn't get involved in, but maybe a class will adopt a family or something like that and say, mm -hmm. you know, gosh, we're going to go over and help this family. And it's not at all sponsored by GCA. It's completely student-led. So there are lots of opportunity for service specifically through GCA. And we have that, uh, that blessing of, of, you know, that that mindset of our parents that really they want to be involved. They want to help teach their kids and partner with us and, and, um, you know, giving that safe environment and that opportunity to serve as, as much as they can. Definitely. I think another one that a lot of people look forward to as well is the operation Christmas trial trip. That's yes. they go down to Samaritan's purse every year in, I think North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, I think it's North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. And they yeah. go to the Samaritan's purse. They help pack boxes in the huge warehouse. Usually mm -hmm. I think they try to do a couple other service projects while they're down there, whether it's yes. Salvation Army or a local ministry or something, mm -hmm. but yes, yes. That's and that's primarily juniors and seniors. Yeah. Juniors and seniors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and that's an opportunity again, where we use a lot of um, parent volunteers that go with us. And so again, yeah. it's a, we're going as a community, not just, you know, a specific class or something like that. We're going mm -hmm. as a community. Um, we have staff members that go and participate in that as well. And, and there are, there are lots of opportunities that like off the top of my head, like I'm thinking, um, I I've heard about specifically, not just during the you know, Corona pandemic, but, uh, the opportunities throughout the school year, um, where parents are just getting involved and in teaching their, their families about service. And so that's where GCA just comes alongside those parents and just continues to foster that opportunity and, the, and that mindset. So it's very, it's very amazing. Definitely. 
Well, I think we've covered a ton. You had a, a lot of great information. Gonna kind of end on a more personal question. So what's one thing that you've learned about yourself during quarantine? I, I've learned something, or I should say, um, it has been re-emphasized that I are something that I already knew about myself. I am an extrovert and, um, this time at home has been challenging from a standpoint of not being able to have yeah. conversations with the students one-on-one, -on -one, not being able to see their bright and shining faces or give them a smile or a hug or anything that I would normally do a high five or a fist bump or, or whatever, or tell someone to, you know, just get on the other side of the hallway or, you know, just, I am an extrovert. And so it's, it's been challenging for me in that respect, but the amazing things that God continues to show me um, is reminding me that he is very faithful and that we have to remain hopeful and we have to remain steadfast in prayer. And that is one of the things that, you know, if I've done nothing else, I think definitely my prayer life has increased. Um, the blessing of just being able to pray for our families, the blessing mm -hmm. of being able to pray for friends and, and people that I go to church with and things like that, like the things that I think I do well when I'm working full time, mm -hmm. but I realized during the pandemic, I'm really taking more time and emphasizing it more. It's not just a sentence prayer. It's a, God, I plead for you, the blood of Jesus mm -hmm. over this person or, or whatever the situation is. And so yeah. um, it's, it's those kind of things of just being purposeful, but um, I've learned that I'm an extrovert. I knew that. God continues to confirm that. Um, yeah. Also just reminding me that, you know, I have to trust him and, and know that he is sovereign and that this didn't surprise him. This, these events that we're a part of didn't surprise him in any way, shape, form or fashion. And so we have the opportunity to make a difference. Am I the mm -hmm. person that's gone out and made masks? No, I'm not a seamstress. Am I the person that's <laughs> gone out and, you know, and helped wash windows? No, um, I'm not that person. Um, you know, I haven't been out doing those kinds of things, but I have been that person that I've been the neighbor. You know, I've checked in on my neighbors. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of elderly neighbors that live around me. And for those of you that don't know, I don't live in Licking County. I live in Fairfield County. So, um, yeah. you know, so <laughs> I've checked on my neighbors and, you know, the people that God has put in my sphere of influence. And, and that's really what God calls us to do is to minister to the people that are in our sphere of influence. And when we're working full time, when we're at school full time, my sphere of influence is the GCA student body. You know, like that's my ministry field. But because I haven't been physically able to be there, then my ministry field is just, you know, shifted to my local neighbors, you know, and things. Yeah. And so it's looking for that opportunity. Where does God have you right now? And how can you serve him best? And, and that's, that's been the amazing thing that, um, that, you know, God continues to teach me and has shown me through this. So that's great. That's a great way to end this. That's super encouraging. Thank you so much for your time for Sorry about the technical difficulties at the beginning. Yeah, we made it work. Thanks to everybody who is tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this kind of podcast style that we ended up doing on accident, but <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Thank you for the questions and thanks for having me. Of course, everybody tune in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We're going to be talking to Bill Simpson, Gary Kirkpatrick, and Mark Elliott about spiritual life at GCA. Have a good one. Awesome.